All right, guys, welcome to another episode of My Kind of Convo. I'm your host, Chris. And I am your host, Kim. And Chris Cross isn't with us, but she'll be back. She's, you know, you know, she's still on her hiatus and we appreciate her taking the time um, and can't wait for her to come back. But you know, our girl, she didn't leave us with nothing. She has once again left us with her, uh, a lovely uh, little conspiracy for her conspiracy corner. So uh, can't wait to hear what that is. It's interesting. It's okay. very interesting. All right. Can't wait. Um, again, thank you again for all our listeners who continually support and listen to our podcast and to our new new friends who have joined us um, and are listening to our podcast. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, so uh, we're just going to jump right in. And so um, today... I want to talk about what did you think? And I know some of us have done this. I don't think everyone has. But if you know, you know. Um, love language. Oh. Do you believe in it? Do you find that this has an actual effect in your life? Um, and is there more than just these five different languages that we are presented so for those uh, that don't or haven't heard of the five love languages, it was a book created by Gary Chapman in uh, 1992. And it has it says that there are these five types of love languages um, to make relationships happy. Um, it does. You know, a lot of people really um, use it to uh, or take the test because there are tests for this. Yes. Um, in accordance with their relationship with their partner. Um, but I've also heard that this can be used in friendships, um, family ships, um, friendships. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just, um, you know, secular apparently, but I've only, you know, I've only tried it <laughs> in relationships. In a relationship. So um, for those that haven't or didn't hear of them, these are the five um, languages are five types of love languages. So there's words of affirmation, which is uh, verbal assurance and poetic declarations for these people. So meaning like uh, you, you want I love you or you want to hear you mean everything to me or things like that. Um, you want them to say it um, and you want them to express it through writing but you want to them to verb you know make that that to you you know that poetic declaration you know boombox in the air or <laughs> you know bouquet large bouquet of flowers you know you want to you really I want wanna, the gifts yeah but more in the words you know which that's another one coming up um there's acts of service so acts of service um it's an action over the words so um when you know they're sick or you, when you do errands or that person's having a bad day um, or you visit a, a, you know someone who's really related or close to them who may be sick in the hospital or um, flowers you the act is more important to you than the words right um, so that that's acts of service then we have receiving gifts so it's simple <laughs> it's getting presents um, uh, but it's not just any present, it's thoughtful presents, even though some people just want a present or they're, you know, they want they a just luxurious type of present. Person, yeah, you know? but that's a whole nother can of worms. But um, it's really, it's simple. They just want a present that has meaning. 
you know, something that meant something to them, something that's related to them, something that you actually took time to research um, because you love them so much. And it, you knew that this gift would blow their mind. So that's what that is. Uh, number four is quality time. So this is actively listening and being fully present to that partner um you know when you're actually looking them in the eye when you're talking to them you're asking questions and following up about their conversation um later on so that means that you were you're actually took the time to listen you're not just you're not just a body in a room just muted uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> that's nice i like the 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 um those uh words that are <laughs> the filler words the filler it's not even filler words it's my my automatic replies oh your auto replies and my auto replies that's a whole other conversation we don't have but, that later <laughs> but those auto replies but you're actually like oh my gosh I'll, really is that what's happening and you're here? you're actually like mm. actively talking to them about what they're they're concerned about or their situations or just their how their day is and last but not least physical touch number five um these are this is when um people want to receive not only do they want to give love but they want to receive love through physical affection so you know hugs kisses cuddles holding hands you know all of them that makes them feel secure makes them feel um cherished and they don't want you to hold back don't just do a quick hug don't just do a, a little cuddle no 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 you gotta be wrap yourself around them you gotta hold on to them you gotta like you know Really give them that the bear oomph. hug. The oomph. Yeah, yeah. Don't just peck them. They want the full. Oh, la, la. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's but that's physical touch. So these are the this was the five types of uh, love languages. And if you Google it, there uh, is a test that there you can is. take. Um, first, there's the book that you can read that goes in depth more with it. And then there is a test that you take, which will tell you and it'll break down um, the five levels, um, the five languages, and then in how many percentage out of a hundred, um, what your percentage in each one start rated from lowest to highest. So, and in some cases three, like in my case, I remember at one point I had three of them were like equal. They yeah. were dead set yeah. same, but they were all low. And my highest, what was ranked high at the time for me yeah. was quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was acts of service. Acts Sorry. of service. Okay. Acts of service um, was very, was ranked high. Yeah. Now, the thing about these, this love language is people take the test and they're like, well, this is my, Oh, this is what I, this, this is, is what, what I, I am. am. Period. But what you don't realize is as your relationship is going, and it I'm just changes. talking about partner relationships, as your it, it changes, especially if your partner changes. Oh, it changes. It changes and it grows. And then what once was acts it's of service now. is now physical affection. Yep, yep. What once was all about quality time is now about receiving gifts. Yep. You know, so it changes. And so you... It was like a like a once a year thing. You should take the I, test, or at least if you've at least recognize your, it or signs. read the book. Like the book was given to me by my best friend's mom, mm-hmm. and she hid it in my luggage when I was leaving <laughs> nice. because it was one of those books. And I was just like, oh goodness gracious, I couldn't even pay for for the book. Yeah. Um, and I read parts of it, and I was like, all right. And then I took the test, mm-hmm. and my partner took the test. Yeah. And I can say, from then we've taken the test twice already or three times yeah and it's changed every time 
Yeah. It's I believe the, it. The evolution of any type of relationship. But it's also the transition of your relationship. Correct. You know, like in your situation, you're in a long distance relationship, but there was a time when that relationship was physically Physical. in 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 pre- you know it was present so yeah every so week. what you were what you had when it was you guys were physically in each other's presence has now changed because now you're long distance so now your love language has changed every it changes a lot mm-hmm. and that's and the thing is it just brings it to the forefront of mm-hmm. oh that's what i like yes that's what i'm and the thing is as your relationship evolves and this could even be when people start moving in together or Mm -hmm. they're taking that next step in their relationship retake the test yeah see what you want again now versus what you wanted before what you wanted before because there was a time where mine's was uh what was it access service Mm -hmm. then it changed i think to it changed a a lot but i know now it's quality time mm-hmm. and it's um ter- as endearment was it? well there's words of affirmation acts of service oh mine's receiving words. gifts quality time and physical touch. Uh, no it's quality time for me yeah like right now i know that for a fact it's quality time <laughs> yeah so it's like and physical touch yeah. and they are like almost the same percentage yeah and the good thing about the website is they change the test every time oh yeah okay i didn't know that that's why i've taken this test multiple times yeah they've changed the test multiple times it's funny because i took the test twice and i still got the same thing which was um access service as my number Uh one because i'm all about showing me and it's i guess you know in the course of my life you know it's one thing to say the words but it wasn't enough for me to say okay you know, like, that's enough for me. You know, like how somebody will say, oh, you're beautiful. And I'll stop and be like, okay, whatever. And they're like, no, seriously. I'm like, yeah, okay, you can. You can stop. I don't believe it because yeah. that's just who I am. And it's just like, I hear what you're saying. Doesn't mean yeah, I fully believe what you're saying. But if you show me I'm beautiful, then I'm going to be like, oh, snap. They think I'm, I'm, I'm beautiful. They think I'm pretty. They think I'm beautiful. Right. I'm so for me, acts of service was definitely high up there. And of course, like the people I was dating in my past, they were very handy people. So <laughs> they, you know, like they would do things that I appreciated, which would just make me just, you know, go right. over the moon. I was just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. You know, like that made me very happy. Um, And it was interesting to that I did one for each person that I was with at the time. I haven't mm-hmm. done one with my recent really? I think you should. I think, yeah. you know why it's interesting? Because or I think we did it super early. Okay. Super early in our relationship. But it really, it has, I know for a fact it's evolved. Oh, definitely. I feel it. Definitely. I, I, I can tell you now, I most likely, and I should take the test again. Um, I'm most likely have um for me physical touch yeah as my number one and then i think after that will definitely be like acts of service and then words of affirmation like i feel it because their presence i realize the way i i react to their presence mm-hmm. when they're around me is so much different than when they're away it's like i feel the like i miss them and i'm like they're not that far for me it's you know like we talk 
every day but for some reason i still physically miss them and i miss that presence and it's like i just saw them you know so i know like my love language will change so what i got to thinking about was do you feel like this is an accurate enough type of of um like these five languages is this enough to really evaluate a relationship i think these people put enough science behind this these (laughs) these five things that people honestly feel that it is enough but you also have to think i think it was the other day i showed you about a golden retriever boyfriend and a black cat girlfriend (laughs) these are new things and it's honestly just characteristics of said person yeah so explain that. Okay, so a golden retriever boyfriend is more like a guy that's like, okay, you're upset, but I'm here. Yeah. So you want to talk about it? We here. Yeah. Let's go do this. Let's uh, 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 that type of person. Yeah. A black cat girlfriend is leave me alone. I need my peace. I need my solidarity. I don't know how we did how this is working out, but it's working. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm figuring out, too, there are other types. There's an orange cat person, mm-hmm. which I still don't understand yet. Right. So, the these are... These orange are, cats beat to their own drum, honestly. Correct. <laughs> um, these are personality characteristics. Right. Your love language characteristic is pretty much the same thing, just pinpointed to a, a love language. And what you characterize as... I like this. Yeah. And I think the science behind it has actually helped and helped relationships. Mm-hmm. Because once you understand your partner, like mine, my partner is um, words of affirmation. Mm. So he has to hear it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So hearing those things and doing those things mm-hmm. make them feel good. Yeah. So knowing that about the partner gives you that idea. Oh, I know what'll make them happy yeah and at the end it'll make me happy to make them happy yeah i get it i get it i i that's why it's like this was something created in like 1992 and now you know where we are today um and it's like is it still relevant enough to you know i think it is i think it's it's such a it's such a conversation that still comes up and it's still around yeah and you know what it it when you know about yourself you can know about others honestly that is so if you're like oh dang that is me that is something i like yeah now let me explain to this person why i'm like and it kind of explains to the partner why you're the way you are yeah yeah it's true It, it is a good way like if they you know if they're like I wasn't expecting this, but you're like, okay, well, this is my love language. And they're like, you know what? That makes that sense. That makes sense. I get it. I see. But also, educate your partners on love language. Yeah. Because if they're like, love what? <laughs> take the test. Take Just take the test. Just take, just take the, the test. test. <laughs> and we're going to talk later. Yeah. But it's love. Take the test. Take the test. You know, like when you was, and I can say this for girls. Mm-hmm. Back when seven, this showing my age, 17 Magazine was out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my oh. god! And Seventeen Magazine, we used to do the quiz. Away, she brought out Seventeen. Yo, yeah. Seventeen Magazine was the it. It actually 
it, it was. was. It's sad that it's not around it's for like really this sad. generation. You know, yeah. they don't even got J14 no more. <sighs> well, that's okay. <laughs> right? I'm not too but, mad about that. <laughs> um, Seventeen Magazine had those if your lover conversations and you and the girls were sitting mm-hmm. around doing the quiz yeah. and told you what type of love you had. That's yeah. exactly what it, it is. Cute. It was cute. It was very, it was very much a very more innocent and younger version of Cosmopolitan. Because yes. <laughs> Cosmo has like our, tests and little stories and all of, of that. Some of our listeners don't know what Seventeen Magazine is. <laughs> I'm just showing my age. Showing. <laughs> but we used to buy, we had stacks of them and they were so good. Stacks. But they, they really, like she's right. It was very uh, much like that. You would sit, you would take these tests, you would. Uh, you and your friends. And you're yeah. doing it at lunch period, yo. Oh yeah. Recess oh, yeah. time. You sitting down and we all taking this test. Or you passing it around. And the thing is, you're not writing in the magazine. Everybody got their own little piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Do not Don't write, write in, in the, the magazine. Ma- and you're not putting your answers in the magazine. Yeah. It don't oh, no, matter. Because that's influencing them. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Right? All right. You, look, look. This is how old we is. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, chicken over here. Yo. <laughs> but that's, you know, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Now, it's... Mind you, this was around when we were children. Yeah. It's just, it's a good way to yeah. figure out yourself and your partner's love. How I, it's basically, how do I love? Right. Yeah. That's it. How, how do I love? How, this is how I'm expressing to you how I love you. And then this is what I'm hoping you're expressing to me. Right. How I love you or I should love you. Correct. In a way. Not saying that this is, and that's why I'm getting at too. There are these five love languages, but this is not saying that this is the total package needed no. in the relationship. Like there's more. There's a hundred percent more. And we all know this because the love languages, it's just, a, a it is 3% of your relationship. Mm. Mm. that's how i feel a love language only tells me what you like does not mean you're gonna like everything that happens it only bases off love right this isn't off respect trust you know this isn't good this isn't the five languages of respect no this isn't the five languages of trust this is this is the minuscule (laughs) three two two to three percent of your relationship right because the rest of it is on you yes this is just giving you a little bit of insight into your partner's mind. True. Because I think a lot of people have that part of communication, yes. which I, and I think a lot of us ladies can uh, attest to this. Okay. I'm not saying everyone, but we seem to, because we think faster. And I'm not saying that guys don't think faster, but I'm saying we think ahead sometimes. And we think, oh, we're going to know their answer before they tell us their answer. But in reality, in reality it, their whoa. answer isn't what we're what? thinking. It's because we already assume we're already running to the assumption before we even pose the question right. or pose the the you know conversation. Um, and that's only because we're trying to get ahead of it. You know, we're trying to get where we're going the fastest way we can. But at the same time, it's not the best way to communicate. You know, I can't read my partner's mind. I can't sit here and just think, oh, this is probably what he's thinking right now. This no. is what he want for Christmas. Right. No. No. It's not going to happen. So. I don't want to know if I don't ask. Correct. So this, you know what this honestly is for? It starts a conversation. Mm-hmm. And again, what you said, bringing in communication. Mm-hmm. Communication in relationships is huge. Mm-hmm. Because when communication stops or it falters, that's when the breaks of the relationship start to happen. Yeah. So communicate. 
Yeah. So this is what starts a conversation. Right. And this is just focused on the love part, but it's yes. not the whole it's part. It's not the, the whole part. You should still take her out. You should still take him out. Yeah. Y'all should still have date night. Y'all yeah. should still enjoy each other's company. Yeah. Even if it's just sitting down and you're watching TV and he's playing video games or vice versa. Yeah. This is the smallest. Even if your person does not like physical touch. Yeah. And they are words of affirmation. I promise you. That black cat person is still going to touch you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They will. You you fulfilled their quota. You fulfilled their need. They got enough spoons for the day. Yes, exactly. You fulfilled what was empty, you know, so. So definitely it's it's i feel like it's it's the it's a very small part but it starts a conversation and it opens up communication between any type of partners mm-hmm. be it business partners or any well mm-hmm. uh, it's not really fun. but i know there's <laughs> other pinnacles of yeah, friendships. like friendships Family. and things like that but mm-hmm. this in a relationship aspect it does open up those lines of communication and that's all it's supposed to do honestly right. because it's 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 something you talk about mm-hmm. and then you go on. Yes. yes. And you may forget and it comes back up and you're like, mm. oh, I remember when so-and-so said, mm-hmm. maybe I should do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to know, like, how do you guys feel about love languages? What is your love language? And if you want to find out, just Google uh, love languages and there's the test that you can take. Um, so definitely, if you're really interested in finding out for your partner um, or family, friends, uh, definitely take that test. And what do you think? Do you think these love languages are still relevant today? Do you think that they apply to your relationship and have it has it made it better? Has it made it worse? Has it made it interesting? Ooh. Mm-hmm. So uh definitely comment. It will definitely be uh a post on Spotify. So check it out because I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Awesome. Awesome. So we're gonna come over here for a second. <laughs> where are we going? We're 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 gonna find out if somebody's an asshole. Here we go. Here we go. I'm ready. I'm You're going ready. down this rabbit hole. We're going to go down the rabbit hole Let's because go. the title. Let's go, Alice. And this, uh, now I'm going to say this is not safe for work. Oh. I have to put that disclaimer out there. It was put on this post specifically. Okay. Not safe for work. Okay. Okay. Some people might be listening at work and I understand you. <laughs> continue on. Grasshopper, continue on. <laughs> The title of this Am I the Asshole is Am I the Asshole for Telling My Husband That He Has to Let My Dad Witness His Colonoscopy? Uh, uh, oh, oh, what? <laughs> we haven't even gotten uh, into uh, it yet. Oh, why? No. Um, okay, I always do this. I start to jump the gun and then... <laughs> we haven't even gotten Then we yet. get in the story and then I'm flip-flopping like a fish. So... <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Let me hear this one because I'm already like, I'm already put a foot down the rabbit hole and pulled it right Right back back out. (laughs) Come on now. You got to be Alice and just jump. I was ready. But then you pulled out that. I said, no, it's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) But go ahead. All right. So my mother-in-law wants to be in the room when I give birth. She is an unpleasant and pushy woman and none of her own daughters have allowed her near them when they gave birth. 
My sisters-in-laws are all at least 12 years older than my husband and are all done having kids. I am the last chance for my mother-in-law to see the birth of a grandchild. Video recorded. I, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help. I had to respond. Sorry. Okay. I have zero interest in letting that judgmental old woman see me down there. She has objected to me from the beginning because I have tattoos and I'm not in any way interested in being a stay-at-home wife. I have a lot of tattoos and a career I plan on continuing. And I have tattoos down there that are none of her business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My husband is her baby boy. Mm-mm. He is a good husband and has stood up for me against her many times. When she tried to interfere with our wedding, he put his foot down. When she tried to convince him that he should move to, we should move to his hometown where he could work from and I would not be able to find an employer in my line of work, he said no because my career is important to me. And while we can live off of his earnings and the cost of living is lower in his hometown, our combined earnings are much better altogether. Okay. So she has started crying to him that all she wants is to see a grandchild being born. All her friends have experienced it and she wants it. He is starting to crumble under her emotional blackmail. So I made it clear that the only way I would agree was if before the birth, my husband made arrangements for my father to witness him getting a colonoscopy. He would need a ride anyway so two birds one stone you know Mm. he said i'm being ridiculous and then i said none of my brothers would let my dad see them getting a camera shoved up their ass and he felt left out Mm. he finally understood my point but his mother is upset that i use such a stupid comparison she says that it isn't the same thing at all i offered to change change it to me watching her get a Brazilian wax and she hasn't called in a week <laughs> I know seeing a baby born might be her dream but I am not interested so am I the asshole no <laughs> and here's why I say this because if her own daughters will did not allow her in the room they did that be- for the level of stress she would put on her and that is the worst situation you could put on a, a mother who's giving birth. Correct. Stress. And, the, and you know what? I guarantee you, they would probably kick her out anyway. Anyway, because of the whole big mess she would put in. Yeah. If her, if his sisters even didn't allow her in there. Yeah. Record it. That just tells you something. Yeah, just record the damn thing. She'll see it. <laughs> you know what? Somebody, know. somebody has already recorded it. It's called the Miracle of Life. This video has been played multiple times for many teenagers. It just, it just isn't your okay? daughter's or daughter-in-law. There's That's also wrong. a movie called Knocked Up <laughs> that people can see a whole hoo-ha stretch, okay, and give birth. There you go. Um, um, no, I think I liked. I actually like the comparison. I think it was a great comparison. I think it was a very great comparison because it, you know, it's a tip. It it is a tip for tat. It's okay. She wants to see what I don't want her to see. Then you have to get a colonoscopy and my dad gets to see you. And he's always wanted to see one. Right. So two birds, one stone, honey. I I get to get it out of the way. A, B, C, D, F, E, F, G. You know, Uh, let's do it. 
And then the she didn't like that comparison. So now she's like, all right, so let me come and see. Watch you get a, a whole full Brazilian wax down there. Not a call. N- not, not a chirp, chirp. Well, guess what? I'm it's, pushing out life. It's her choice. I don't want you in the room. I want my partner. and Or her mom. Or a, a doula or whatever else they want in the room. But at the end of the day, uh, or her mom, uh, this is what I want. This is how I want my pregnancy to go. And the last thing I need is for your overbearing behind in the room. Because what? Your friend. What is, what is this? <laughs> Show and tell? What is this? I want to tell all my friends that oh my I God, was in the all room. All my friends got to do it. I want to do it too. What? I want to be there. I want to see it happen. What kind of nonsense? So she can run to her friends and tell them, I got to see the, you know, I got to see my daughter-in-law give life. Like you clearly gave but life you four gave times. <laughs> Three daughters dubbed you and a son. I mean, you gave, so we're calculating four kids. You gave life. What you got to see? What more do you have to see? What more? I mean, come on. No. No. And I think as a new mother, she has the right to what what she wants, who she wants, point blank, period. Now, I'm hoping she doesn't pull a whole stunt at the hospital. Oh. Oh. She could tell the doctors and the nurses, I don't want her in the room. Right. They won't allow her in. So she could catch a a fit all day up down left right back forth but at the end of the day it's her choice she could stay in the waiting room like everybody else or stay in your house at the end of the day isn't it the health of the mother and the baby that's more important not because you get to see a show it's not a show that's how she's ladies and gentlemen it's not a show that's how she's treating it because clearly her friends done seen the show so she need to go see the show too she want a ticket i don't want to see the show she want the golden ticket to go see the show willie wonka said she got denied three times (laughs) (laughs) she said i got one more chance i got one more with my baby boy i got denied three times this is gonna be the golden ticket you know why because he always say yes i will always remind him that he is the only son and he's my precious one and i don't have no other ones and she gonna put the guilt trip on him to make him feel a way to have his mama in the room and then you know what's worse is if she pushes her way in the room right and then she sees a tattoo that she down there right and then she has something to say as she's pushing right can you like shelly when did you get that one right. i've never seen it because you've never been not my not legs. not only that why'd you put it there why is it there oh my gosh no no she i already don't judgment. like your tattoos uh this is so bad and and, ju- and he should of of course knowing that he stood up to his mother and, and i appreciate times. that he's done that but he should know that if she already doesn't like a part of his um if his mother already doesn't like a part of his wife's lifestyle or the way she has tattoos you think she gonna like it down there bruh yo what if it's a tattoo of his name oh oh she gonna pass away in the yeah <laughs> Giving life, she's giving life, life and she going. <laughs> they admitting her into her own That's room <laughs> because she see her son's name down there. <laughs> or it say enter here. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a wrap. The things she I does. can think of because you know people are crazy. She does. Girl, you know, do she knows, you do you? She knows her mother in law enough to know that it's just not a. It's just not going to be a comfortable situation, and it's not okay. Uh, no, I don't think she's the asshole. That's just that's just how I view it because I just 
I I wouldn't want somebody around me that's going to cause that's me right. more distress or stress uh, of all times that particular that time. particular time. I don't need that because it's not just stressful for you; it's stressful on the baby. Yes, like come on. So I'm not very unhappy to hear that. So no, I don't think she's the asshole. All right. So what do you guys think? Is she the asshole like for standing her ground on her child? What do you think? Give us your perspective. Hit us up on our social medias. Let us know how you felt this went. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to switch a roo. Pull me a crisscross conspiracy corner. <laughs> All right. So when we talk about Shakespeare. Oh, William? William, <laughs> your best friend, you know? He's not my best friend. He want to. Wanna. I just like his tragedies. I love the tragedies. Yeah. We, I have a whole book of William Shakespeare's song flowing around here somewhere. Oh, no, it's right over there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we have like two like li- libraries. little libraries. They're right over there, and it's not just a book. There is several. Like, several. And you know my favorite, Macbeth. Macbeth. Um, there's Othello. Um, there is Hamlet. Um, all books that I've read, and I've... Yes, the language is not easy, but I've enjoyed. Yes. So I want to talk about one of, you know, uh, uh, something that just popped up. It was very interesting. When we talk about his romantic tragedies, which one pops? Romantic tragedies? Romantic. You mean like Othello? You know, because we're talking about right now, we're talking about Romeo and Juliet. Yes, the star crossed lovers, the Uh, star crossed lovers, the most common, the most common that everyone thinks about. William Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. Well, I I like to think of Othello, and everyone who doesn't, you know, why you know, why all right, (laughs) but uh, our star crossed lovers here, yeah. When you think of Romeo and Juliet, the most famous scene out of Romeo and Juliet is. All right, so there's two I think of, and okay. it's usually towards the beginning or towards the end. So if you're thinking, Romeo, oh, Romeo, you know, where for art thou, Romeo? Mm-hmm. That is probably one of the most um, popular yep. scenes because she's it's a declaration of love for the both of them. Correct. So this scene, which is what most people would say, the, the full balcony scene. Yeah. Where she's declaring her... Love. Love for Romeo, who she just met at this party. If you didn't know the story, there you go. Now, did you know there was never a balcony? Well, wait a minute. (laughs) In Shakespeare, there is not a balcony. No way. There's not a balcony? There is not... So where where was she declaring this? So on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So when you think of it, it says, "What light from yonder window breaks?" Right. They never say she was on a balcony. What light from yonder? It's just right over there. It wouldn't be like up. No. I mean, the language it's, of it, Shakespeare is, you know, it's, it's a, a little, little rough, rough, but it's considered the window scene, yeah, not the balcony scene. In the original text, there's no balcony mention. Oh, so you mean Hollywood screwed us over? Yes, because Hollywood believed that a balcony would be her declaring her love up to the heavens and him looking up and saying, what light from yonder window breaks? 
It is the and he sees her silhouette. Mm-hmm. It is the east and Juliet is the sun. Mm. So he's just saying, "Oh, she, she lighting up the light, you know, the window." And mm-hmm. she just opened up the window. Ah, Romeo! <laughs> Not like that. But. It's hard to imagine, only because it's such an iconic visual. Yes. Let me say that because I, we, you know, in school, I don't know if they still do it today. They definitely have you read Romeo and Juliet or some form of Shakespeare. Um, but it is a iconic visual. So to actually think that he could have just been like on the ground and she was just walking by the window or she was chilling <laughs> out the window, that was like a level. It's just like it doesn't fit my was, my image. It, it doesn't was fit dramatic. my imagination. Right. Yeah. Because the balcony scene is so dramatic because it's she, her window peers out into the garden and that's where Romeo was wandering through. Yeah. To this balcony scene. Yeah. And then he climbs up to her balcony. He never climbed in the original text. Jeez. He he strolled. <laughs> <laughs> my dude just walked. like it doesn't say he walks across climb up no oh man this like the stage direction so everyone's like no it's a balcony scene so this is a huge conspiracy because they're like no it says there's a balcony it the text was written was rewritten there are a lot of historians that said there was never a balcony scene it's gonna be interesting because i would like to see how shakespeare would have actually conducted this play in the Globe Theater, yes. where it was very iconic um, theater for him to put put on these performances, and I would I would really like to see how that scene was done. Right, and That's what wild. the actual writer thought, even though it would have been a man. Um, yeah, <laughs> all the actors were men. <laughs> what it would have been, you know how he would have portrayed it would it not have been a balcony would it have just been him walking across the courtyard and just and just asking the question now when she's professing her love for romeo remember she does it on the balcony and then she goes inside yeah was she just in her room just talking to herself right right was she never outside and she was just talking to herself in a room, just like any teenage girl would do. I'm about to go yank out that book <laughs> because we also have a copy of that. <laughs> I'm about to yank it out and check it out because now I'm like questioning it because I'm so used to that scene being up high. Yes. I am used to that scene being a conversation between two people, uh, one lower to one higher. Yes. And now it's you got me questioning. Right. Now it, everyone is questioning this scene as to was it like that? Was it not like that? We don't the, have no one has the original the text. Theater. It is so old at this point has been mm-hmm. reprinted so many times by so many different people, different languages and different languages that I mean we may never know. <laughs> my favorites are always watching the movies especially and we know the iconic one with um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, oh. where oh, it was gosh, so physically modern. But it was, I can't. It, the language was old school. We were no. like, we're looking at this like, but it's still a very uh, iconic movie in that respect, other than the other versions that have come out um, over the years. But that, <laughs> it is 
That is the that would be interesting. I would I'm now perplexed and I'm going to end up doing research after this. It, I'm like, telling you, it's look it, up this stuff. It just says that he gets into the courtyard. Well, there you go. So, if anyone can prove me prove us wrong with that conspiracy, like is it really a balcony scene? Is it just her window that he just looks at? It was like, "Yo, Ro- Juliet, you there?" <laughs> you know, that's the hood version. But <laughs> but like is it it's just so iconically a balcony scene yeah is it really like our uh, what we all are thinking um compared to what we read you know like i think we are we are visual people and so we are going based off what is thrown at us visually not realizing that what we've read on paper in black and white isn't actually what's what we want it to be so has hollywood twisted our minds so much that all we'll ever see is that as a balcony scene damn yeah especially for us older ones who've been who've been reading this since i was like five okay (laughs) and done looked at standard deviance i done looked read it over so many times i show my age (laughs) that yo she is throwing back some stuff. So sorry. Stand if you. you ever get a chance, Google it. Or YouTube, actually. Don't even Google. You can't Standard Deviant. It used to come on PBS. PB, <laughs> not even like PBS. It was like the, the, it was the version of PBS, but on Channel 21 or Channel 25. <laughs> WLIW. WLIW. <laughs> and it would come on. Um, but there were times it came on PBS as Standard Deviant. And it was an awesome show in the sense of how they, um did science math reading literacy i always loved watching for the literacy and for the the reading um but it did help with math and it it was it was done in a kind of fun fun way way. um if those of you who know what zoom is it's kind of similar but it was they definitely i felt like standard deviates definitely did their homework and they would break down things um like they definitely broke down King Lear in parts. So it wasn't just um, King Lear and just summarized it. They would break it down in parts. So you actually would be able to actually watch King Lear and understand King Lear, broke it down, did little reenactments in a fun, funny way so that you would understand it. And it would, they would have like several episodes based on this one thing so if you needed help with certain aspects of certain things it was like that and i loved watching that um so sorry i, I would told, it just YouTube popped it. into my mind i don't even mind. know if it will show up on youtube but try standard deviance i'm gonna it. and just put shakespeare after That's it just so, old so good so old school <laughs> oh my gosh it's like reading rainbow it's <laughs> so old school. so um yes uh definitely think about that is is shakespeare's balcony scene really what shakespeare had in mind yeah that's wild so there we go for crisscross's conspiracy corner (laughs) for this episode all right thank you so much um and thanks to crisscross for of course lending us that uh, gonna have me thinking. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna head into our recommendations, and um, I have a really good one. Um, I I love puzzles. I like things that get my mind going. Um, I actually 
collect certain uh, puzzles. I'm a clue fanatic, murder mysteries, things like that. I would, I'm in love with things that make us have to think or wonder about who done it um, or what's going on. And so my recommend or getting out of it. Yeah. Uh, escape rooms have come such a long way. Um, and I am going to recommend a certain escape room um, place. And it's called Escapology. Ooh. I... Um, Kim and I have had the pleasure of actually going to a couple of their escape rooms in, in Florida and they are absolutely amazing, immersive, wonderful. And, uh, one of the really top tier escape, escape room places, um, that we've experienced. So it's escapology. I highly recommend they have several locations, um, just, definitely look them up um especially if you're going on vacation i highly recommend doing an escape room they have antidote room um they have birthday packages they have the code room they have the mansion murder that one was fairly new when it was coming up um but different uh places have different rooms um so definitely look up their website at um definitely escapology.com and check it out and see um some of these rooms by you of course everything's time limit and if you like fast paced working together figuring out uh, a murder or figuring out how to get out definitely this is right up your alley so again escapology all right so mine thinking of what we do here as a podcast and bringing it back to our childhood, you said earlier about reading Rainbow. <laughs> so I've been listening since I am such a book fanatic. There is this podcast out there by LeVar Burton. And it's called LeVar Burton Reads. So he brings back our nice little reading Rainbow. And he reads to us. What? And it's like, it's short fiction, hand-picked things. And it's 3D immersive audio. Oh, I. So when LeVar Burton reads, and we know this from our old school ones from Reading Rainbow, he reads so well. Yeah. So, and it's all different stories, and people out there who love anthology series, this is it. Mm -hmm. There's multiple episodes, over 20 episodes out. And new episodes come automatically every week. And they're all short fictions. And he just takes a deep dive into these stories and just reads to us. Oh, I love that. Especially anything that's immersive. Yeah. So I recommend LeVar Burton Reads. It's on Audible where you listen to your other podcasts. Listen to it on your way to work. Listen to it when you're, you know, sitting down doing something. Just cleaning up. Take a little 30-minute story and just immerse yourself into a book. Read in Rainbow. <laughs> nice. That is a really good one because I'm definitely going to find that. <laughs> um, check that out. So um, those are our recommendations for today. And as we always say, if you have a something to recommend to us, shoot it at us. Um, message us on our Instagrams um, again on our socials <laughs> our Instagrams <laughs> like we have more than one but um, on our socials which is definitely Instagram Facebook TikTok X um, we'll definitely reach back out and we'll 
definitely try your recommendations yeah we love trying new things um and then definitely spread the word um of our podcast to your friends and family if they uh if you like it and see if they like it we greatly appreciate um all those of you who do uh spread our podcast we absolutely love you for that so um thank you all for listening and this has been my My kind of convo talk to you later